Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. I have to start again with an apology about the lateness. I want to straight away take responsibility. This was my fault, not Annabelle's. And it was my fault for not closely paying attention to something that my wife had done. Let me ask you a question. How true is it that in your relationship you conform to gender stereotypes by you being the one who has to look after the social diary? Um, <laughs> I find that quite hard to answer because... It's been a long time since you socialised. Yes. I can't Basically, remember. Basically, since Rudy was born. I don't think you've socialised socialized since no. Rudy was born. On, honestly, that's the honest answer. And that was three years ago. So I would say that Tom would be in charge of his so we have separate friends he'd be in charge of organizing social stuff his friends and i would do stuff for my friends so it's 50 50 in terms of whose friend it is okay well that that all sounds pretty healthy just as a side note you could consolidate friends and and get rid of a bit of dead wood in the process (laughs) I'll, i'll think about it during lockdown yeah because something i can feel some shame about is the fact that as is the case in many relationships, my wife does all the social scheduling for us. Now, in my defence, I think part of that isn't because I'm like a typical bloke. It's because I just don't want to socialise with anybody. <laughs> right. And if right. it was left up to me, uh, our life wouldn't look that different to lockdown. So, so she keeps on top of it. And Every now and again, we'll do something where I surprise myself and enjoy myself. Not often. You know, often, if you are uh, of a, a slightly antisocial or socially awkward nature, people will say to you, but if you go, I mean, you worry about it beforehand, but then you go and you have a good time. Very rare for me. Very, very right. rare. I worry about it. I go. Yeah. It was justified. Okay. I don't okay. have a good time. Okay. I have a lot of uncomfortable moments and I can't wait to leave. That aside... So obviously, lockdown being lockdown, and I do understand it's it's tough for so many people for so many different reasons. Not having socialising as part of my life has, has, broadly speaking, been a joy. Okay. 
have my little chat with you once a week. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of people I give a, a give a call to over the course of a week, and 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 that that suits me fine, really. And then I'm lucky enough to be married, so I'll, I'll talk to Sarah, and she's not working at the moment, so she's like a captive audience. It, it, it's it's worked out very well for me. Um, basically, what I'm saying is there are many, many terrible things about the situation the country and the world finds itself in at the moment, and I wouldn't. I, I wish none of that had happened. However, mm. there is something about a lockdown which suits me from a purely social point of view. Yeah. Not true of many people. Yeah. So I completely forgot that yesterday, which is when we usually record the podcast, was my best friend's 50th birthday. Oh, oh that's a big one. Okay. Right. And furthermore, even though Sarah did tell me, it didn't register for some reason, I forgot that she had put in a Zoom birthday dinner for when we usually record the podcast. Right. So so I then texted you in the morning, having been reminded of this, and because my schedule was a bit all over the place for one reason or other, there wasn't a, another time yesterday we could make it work, so we're doing it a day late, so I'm sorry about that. So the reason... I wasn't able to record the podcast and get it out in time yesterday is that I was at a birthday party. Yeah, you're partying. And let me tell you something. I don't think in some ways that I've en- ever enjoyed a birthday dinner more. Oh, tell me why. What was so good about it? Right. Well, the first thing is this. It was a it was a landmark birthday. It was a 50th. Mm-hmm. So it it's possible that that would have not been a dinner for two couples. It would have been a party in real life. So the relief Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to go to a party and interact with people other than my friend and and his wife just gave me this huge sense of elation. The relief made me (laughs) elated. Right. Secondly, there was something about it. So, So his wife, Beth, it's just brilliant. And she thought all the details through and she suggested that we get takeaway food from a nice restaurant delivered uh, just before it's due to start and they would do the same and then we'd all have nice food at the same time. They don't live in London, we do, so it was two different restaurants. But basically we were both sitting down to a nice meal at the same time. Mm. So, and she said, why don't you get dressed up? So I got to get dressed up and Sarah got dressed up and there was something fun about getting gussied up. Mm. But the best thing was didn't have to wear shoes oh how lovely yes so got to feel hey i look uh, i look better than usual but but with that nice feeling you get from not having your shoes on so that was great which i think is how they're doing it in japan but you know that that would be uh if i started scheduling all my social arrangements in japan for that reason that (laughs) post lockdown that that would have its own complications. So mm. I loved that. And then it was like going out to a restaurant in that we were eating nice food. We put my laptop up on a box on the table and and zoomed with them. So it's like they were just across the table from us. Mm. Mm. But at the end of the night, we were just in our own house. So there wasn't any of that, which way are you going home? Which way are you yeah. going home? <laughs> yeah. It was just wonderful. And there was, there was no hugging. There was no kissing. There's nothing to go wrong there. I do wonder if this isn't the future. <laughs> I think for me it could be. Mm. I really think cause it really did replicate the good bits 
of that. Ex- no awkward moments with waiters. No mm. worrying about whether the the waiter or the waitress uh, liked me or not. No, um, not understanding something on the menu. It was just great. Nothing about uh, tip. No tipping etiquette. It was just fantastic. I'm really, really into it, and I think I, I would like to do as many of my social arrangements as possible like that in future because what it doesn't as well it doesn't lend itself to you being with more than two people which suits me i don't like being more with a couple more than a couple of people it's mm, just mm. great and then i was thinking even if it had been a party you know where it's like celebrity squares and everybody is in a little box on zoom you're not stuck in a corner having a conversation like you would be in a kitchen at a party with somebody you're just no. sitting there listening and you don't have to contribute. It's not even like a meeting where if you don't say anything, you're going to be judged. No. And I feel the best thing about all of this is if at any point you want to take a little break, you can just pretend that your internet is glitched yes. out. Yeah. You just have like take 10 minutes to yourself to like reconvene with yourself. And yeah, this is brilliant. I loved it so much. I really did. I just had a, a, a great night um, in a way that I don't think it, I would have done if it had been a birthday dinner in the real world. Also, let me say... I'm going to tell you something. I want to hear what you think of this. So we got dressed mm. up and there was a point at which we were doing, we, we noticed, like you always do on Zoom, you, you're kind of looking at yourself. And I thought, we, we look quite good. I think we look quite good here. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I put my phone on my laptop and set it on timer and took a selfie of the pair of us. And I liked it so, so much that I did something really vain. What did you do? I put it on Instagram. Oh, as if that's not what everyone does. Yeah, but I don't do that. And I'm telling you something now. You, Annabelle, you would never, ever do that. <laughs> Is there any situation where you, Annabelle, if you saw a picture where you thought, actually, I, I don't look bad for me in that picture, you it wouldn't occur to you to put it on Instagram so that people liked it and commented underneath it? <sighs> You wouldn't, well, I don't know. and that makes I you a better. Know. No, that makes you a better person than me. Why wouldn't you do it? I wouldn't think to, but may- maybe that that comes with its own vanity, and that you had a moment where you th- thought, "Oh, I look all right in this moment. I w- I'm going to celebrate that." Whereas maybe I've got a vanity that I don't feel like that. I feel like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, you've been you've been uh, you've been falsely humble here. This is fake humility. Uh, it's. I think it's an amazing reflection on you. Because I don't do that by and large, but every now and again, I think that's pretty pretty good that I might, I might put that on Instagram. <laughs> and then I always try and dress it up as something else, you know, like oh, such a lovely night having a Zoom Zoom dinner. Got to wear get dressed up and go shoeless, you know, as if that's really the point of the post. But really, the point of the post is, mm. me and my wife don't look awful in this picture. This rarely happens to me, and Sarah and... has the same kind of neurosis as I do. I'm going to get as many likes as I can. And did you get all the likes you needed for your self-esteem? Yeah, but then Sarah wasn't happy. Oh, why? Because she thinks I should have put a filter on it. She wasn't happy oh. with the way she looks at the picture and is angry at me for not checking with her first and then putting oh, a filter on it. Right. Yeah. Because you wouldn't, in real life, pre-social media, if you got your holiday photos back, and mm. then, then there was a really good one, you wouldn't then, like, I don't know, take it to work or take it to the pub and just say, show it to people you know or know a bit and say, <laughs> a, a little photograph of me <laughs> she wouldn't do it in so the hope weird. that they go oh that's great or great suit or 
looking dapper. Oh, thumbs up emoji. I know, I know. And even when you think you're above it, you you know, you you get sucked into it. Just before we get into hearing what the drifters have uh, written in with this week, I've got some good news specifically for you. Go on. For the next 12 weeks, every Sunday morning, for two hours, I'm going to be playing Beatles music on the radio. You're not. Yes. That's not like you. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking about yeah, what a miserable time it's been for so many people and, and then just thinking about how the Beatles make everything a bit better. And I called up, you know, the, the radio station that uh, do some interview stuff for Union Jack Radio and they have mm. a radio station called Jack Radio as well. I said to them, what, what if I just came on and played two hours of Beatles music to cheer everyone up? And they, they love the idea and I'm going to do it every Sunday morning. It's going to be uh, a close relative but not an identical twin of the Beatles brunch show I used to do years ago. And the reason I think this is uh, particularly good news for you is whenever I used to talk about the Beatles on the radio, as I, as I would most days, we'd have a little section for the last few years of us being on the air. The, the beautiful expression that used to come over your face, it was so sedate in a way. It was almost like you weren't there, almost <laughs> like you got into a dreamlike state. And I, you obviously found it so enchanting that I thought, I can't wait to share this news with Annabelle. Because it's going to be very much that, a bunch of Beatles music, me sharing the joy in the music and the story of their lives and weird facts and the way they affected the world and still st- still do to this day. And I thought, this Annabelle's, Annabelle's going to love this. She's probably going to set a reminder at a phone, 10 o'clock, Sunday morning, next 12 months. Um, sorry, 12 weeks, not 12 months. I don't, uh, that's quite the commitment at this point in my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, that's great. Yeah, well, you, a post it note on the fridge. What's the plan? Yeah, I look forward to that lovely Sunday morning glazed feeling. That's going to yeah. be very lovely. Thank you. Great. I might do a, I might do a little trivia quiz for you on the things I've talked about uh, on the on the the, the podcast. A I've of lost days my later. hearing. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's hear what the drifters have been writing in with this week then. Okay, first one's from Sharon. I recently passed someone in the street who reminded me of a crush I had at work about 25 years ago. What swiftly followed was remembering my awful flirting technique just this one time. I worked in a coleslaw and potato salad factory and at this time was working in the lines that fill the pots. From my station, I could see into the area the potato salad was mixed and therefore the mixer who I was deeply in lust with. When my machine was running well, I used to get a little bored and wander over to help any of the mixers that needed it. On this occasion, I popped over to, let's call him Greg, in fact his name, after decanting a load (laughs) of potatoes, helping him load them into the machine. We chatted while it was mixing. It was going really well. No stuttering, whole sentences, actual two-way conversation. Brilliant. It was going so well, in fact, that I'd actually slow production down rather than help. So he had to be quick when dropping the mix into the tank and moving the tank with a pallet truck. He operated the pallet truck with such ease and precision. He turned to me once he was moving it and said, look, that didn't even touch the sides. The response that I somehow thought was appropriate was, 
Hey, that's been said to me many a time. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And stared at each other, me, Scarlet, and flapping my mouth like a puppet, like a guppy. He, (gasps) wide-eyed, and to be honest, looking a little scared. I mumbled something about hearing my machine jamming and ran away. (laughs) The next shift, coincidence, I don't know, but he had moved to a mixing machine way out of my view. I haven't seen him since. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Um, uh, Two things. One is, I hadn't thought of there being such such a... place as a coleslaw factory oh well i suppose there has to be it's made of course there does but i was just guessing like a bunch of stuff is all made in the same place Mm, mm. Uh, and then potato salad yeah yeah yeah. i mean they belong together i I get the connection between those things but i think i thought like a whole cornucopia of things would, would be made in the place that made those things and then um the second thing is later i must tell you about something truly excruciating that fell out of my mouth when interacting with a stranger the other day. Truly excruciating. Oh, yeah, brilliant. This is from Chris. I thought I'd write and tell you about a recent thing I've had to deal with. When you use the phrase people with no boundaries, it just rang a bell in my head. The lady next door is about 60. She is a rich lady of leisure, rises at 10, lunches, gets her nails done, has a fake tan, watches TV, maybe walks her little dogs who are always yapping. She's once divorced, married again, and her second husband lives in another house but comes round for a date night once a week in a strange relationship I don't quite understand. He owns his own business and is very well to do. She's had several plastic surgeries, which she's happy to tell me all about. She lives with one daughter who's in her 20s and another daughter in her 30s lives just up the road and is on furlough at the moment. She has some very strange ideas about men's and women's jobs and she's always getting me round to do jobs that for some reason she can't do herself, like break up cardboard boxes. (laughs) This This reached its peak recently when she got some new garden furniture delivered. I bumped into her and for some reason she thought it was my job to come and build it as I was a man. Doing it herself was completely unthinkable to her. Incredibly, I heard myself agreeing and in the best spirit of drifters spent the whole three hours it took cursing her name with every screw I put in while politely smiling and answering everything was fine every time she asked. She she has now casually informed me that there is another garden set arriving soon with the unspoken assumption that I'll be the one coming round to build it. I am very poor and have a full-time job, by the way. Oh, poor Chris. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, uh, I, I, so firstly, I think if someone's had work done, then, um, then then there shouldn't be shame around it. But I like that she's almost, it seems like she, she's got this, she's desperate to unload information about her surgery on this poor mm. man as well. That's great. She, I like how he knows a lot about it. Like there's obviously a lot of talking going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel like she, mm. if, if you just dropped her into a suburban sitcom, She's a fully formed character waiting and ready to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly to be played by Julia Davis. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. And this last one's from Claire, who says, here's a random story, which I remembered after all the talk about living statues on the podcast the other week. 
My lovely mum used to work in a school and once stumbled upon a man in a state of undress in a supply cupboard. One of the teachers had invited him to dress up as a Roman centurion and talk to the children about ancient Rome. Mum walked in on him getting change, but being a very stoic and practical woman of a certain age, this did not face her in the slightest. She simply struck up a conversation with the poor guy, taking an interest in his work, and gleefully recounted to me afterwards that, in order to prevent embarrassing moments in the classroom, he tied his whatnot up with a piece of string before donning his costume. (laughs) I love the sound of her mum. Oh, that's great. Uh, Send us your stories, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. One of the things that I'm worried about at the moment, about coming out of lockdown and things opening up again, is it turning out that I've lost all my social skills. And, you know, they weren't great to begin with. And I feel like I had a little trial run at the weekend because we were in our front garden because it was sunny. And the couple that lived two doors down walked past and said hello. They're a retired Irish couple. There was a bit of chit-chat. And then the man, John, looked at my son, my three-year-old son, and said, what do you call him? It's very, very obvious to me now what that question means. It's a question that is seeking to discover the name of my child. Yes. But for some reason, the way it was phrased totally threw me. I had no idea what it meant. I stood there, honestly, for seconds, just staring at him. And I tried to buy some time by saying back to him, what do I call him? And he said, yes, what do you call him? And he's lived next door, like two doors down rather, for probably three years now. And he's met my son lots of times and used his name, Rudy, lots of times. So I start to translate it as, what do we call him as a nickname? And I'm running through all my son's nicknames in my head, trying to choose which one I reveal to him as what we call him. <laughs> and more seconds are passing. And in my head, I'm going, Rue, 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 Rudimental, Rudence, Rudels, Rudels, King of the Noodles, Boo Boo, Mr. Pickle, Scrowly Junior, Roxley, Moxley, Croxley, Roxlade, Rudy Loftus Cheek, that's one of Tom's. And all the while... To John, he's asked a mother what her child's name is and she is staring at him silently (laughs) with a look of panic on her face. What must he have thought of me? Eventually, and it took a long time, it occurs to me that maybe he just means what's his name? He's just forgotten it. Yeah. Which makes more sense than asking for his nicknames. So I say, Rudy... And I'm right, right? Yes, he says, yes, yes. And I'm flooded with relief that I didn't say (laughs) Rudels, Rudels, King of the Noodles. (laughs) Now, it is possible that John was too distracted by Rudy's hair to notice because it got really long. So about a month ago, Tom cut it and I trusted Tom because he'd cut his own hair and done a good job. And surely it's harder to cut your own hair, you'd have thought, wouldn't you? You'd have thought. Not for Tom, as it turns out. Uh One side of Rudy's hair is great, just what I wanted. The other side is way too short and very uneven. Probably the thing to do next would be to even it up, like cut the good side short too, so at least it was the same. But I've decided that I want to see his hair looking nice 50% of the time. So I've left it. And so at least some of the time, if I'm facing the good side, I'm happy, rather than sad all of the time if it's too short. It doesn't look great. 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's the thing I'm curious about. Please do email me mm-hmm. if, um, if, if you can help me with this. My son, if he gets wind of the fact that I am in the toilet urinating, yeah. runs in, pulls his pants down, and then t- tries to urinate at the same time as me. Oh, double wee. Yeah, like Ghostbusters with the, you know, don't cross the streams. Um, mm. I think it's odd. I also then find myself getting stage fright, which yeah, I'm in- intimidated in a lot of situations. Many times at the urinal, I didn't think I'd be intimidated by a four and a half year old, but here we are. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's quite an odd. Do you, does that not sound odd to you, or do you think no? It sounds perfectly normal. I, yeah, it kind of sounds normal to me. Okay. He just wants to join in with his dad, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, he said something before while we were having dinner. He said, my daddy's the strongest daddy in the whole world. And oh, then I, he's got a lot to learn. Well, I had to say to him, I said, look, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I think there are a lot of dads who prioritise that kind of thing more than I do. <laughs> they lift heavy things. They do exercise. Mr. D next door is one of them. Uh, such and such is dad down the street is another that's that's not my thing. I try to be the nicest daddy. That's what I try. But there's there's a lot of stronger daddies than me. I just want you to know that. And I just thought, I wonder if I, is is that kind of honesty honesty necessary? How did he take it? I feel that he lost concentration when I was listing the other daddies who were stronger than I was. <laughs> right, his, right, his brain right. went on to the next thing. But um, I think it's very common for kids to have a, a sense of their dad as a big, strong, protective man. Mm, and mm. I'm not quite sure it was the right thing of me to do to disavow him of that notion. Mm, Say, no, I'm, I'm actually a weakling. I'm, I'm quite weak uh, physically and weak of character in some ways too. But... <laughs> It saves heartbreak later on when you're unable to, I don't know, pull a car off someone when he's like yeah. shouting for you to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think as long as I let him know I'm sort of unimpressive as a person, then he's not going to have to deal with <laughs> becoming an adult and seeing the, the dad for the, the sham that he is. <laughs> That's my strategy. Right, right. But long-term planning there. Yeah. Um, okay, I was going to tell you this thing. I said something awful mm. So what I'm really bad at, I think you're probably better at this than I am, although um, I don't necessarily think it's your strong suit. Interact, playground interactions. I know you've talked about this on, on the podcast previously, mm-hmm. um, but it's quite often the case that you'll take your kid to a park or a playground, they run off and play with some other kids or on their own, and you're standing, socially distanced, of course, uh, close to another parent, and the awkwardness is such that they talk to you. Yeah. So the other day, 
my son is playing with two little girls. I'm standing a few meters away from the mum of these girls, uh, and I'm trying to give warmth with my facial expressions, be smiley and nice, but also I've got nothing to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what the small talk is. Um, I, I might have said, oh, it's a bit cold, isn't it? But that, that's about, oh, it was hot. I can't remember. Hot enough for you, cold enough for you. That's as, that's as much as I could, uh, that's as much as I could muster. So there's a long silence. Then there's some point at which one of these girls starts, I don't know what game they're playing, but one of these girls starts squealing and screaming with excitement at, at, at whatever make-believe scenario is happening. The mum then turns to me and says, gosh, I don't think I can ever remember um, being that excitable. Just so that I know, should this ever happen again, Mm. What is it? What what is an acceptable reaction to that? Oh, me neither. Reply, me neither. Mm. I wish I'd oh, said me that. Me neither. I wish I'd said that. Oh no! What did you say? So I froze. First of all, <laughs> froze. I did. I just like. I, it's like I lost the power of language because <laughs> somebody somebody was uh, was talking about something that wasn't just the weather, right. or would it be good when schools go back? <laughs> And and I was trying to think of what she said. Okay, what did she say there? Oh, uh, I can't remember being that excitable. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll ask her. Um, but as a way of uh, talking about myself, and uh, I'll, I'll ask her something about you know her react whether she's a reactive person now. Which already right. you can hear that the logic of the way my brain did the panic that sets in and and what I tried to the connection I tried to make in terms of a reply is already wrong before it comes out of my mouth and yeah. he, and here's what it comes out of my mouth as you ready for this oh god go on so once again she's just said I can't ever remember being that excitable I say oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh... <laughs> I say, <laughs> oh no, I can't I d- bear it. I haven't even it. told Sarah this. I mean, it's the, one of the no, weirdest things no. I've ever said. I say, okay. <laughs> I say, do, do you shriek much as an adult? <laughs> I know, I know. And what I meant by that. I know, I know, I know. Shriek. Shriek. The word shriek, why is shriek in there? Like, when do you ever say shriek to somebody who isn't a very close friend? I'm desperate, desperate to know what her answer was. (laughs) And and I want to know her facial expression. Well, she sort of looked horrified. Right. And then I tried to explain my thought process a little bit, um, oh, which no. by what I meant, what I meant by it was, I'm very easily startled. So, if, for example, I'm looking out the window and then there's an Amazon um, parcel delivery guy there, I might shriek in that situation. Or if I walk into a room and Sarah's in there and I wasn't expecting her, I might shriek. This, this is I meant jumpy, like he's very reactive right. as a person. So after the long silence where she she's processing me saying, do you shriek much as an adult? <laughs> I then sort of tried to verbalise that in a, a much less articulate way than I just did oh. with you. 
and and oh. all she should give all she could give me was not not much really and i swear to you oh, she avoided don't. me she, we were in there for another 20 25 minutes and she avoided eye contact with me all the time and i was trying to exude warmth and think what small talk could i possibly offer could i compliment her kid but i just think i'd said something so weird that there's no way back yeah. from it that was it like and i'm just sitting, standing there thinking are there se- I, mean, I don't think there are but are there sexual overtones to what i just said <laughs> what is she <laughs> thinking I, I later saw uh, some other kids turned up later. I later saw her talking to one of the other mums, and I'm convinced she was just relaying what I'd said to her. Oh no, were there glances in your direction? Yeah, it's not good. Can you say it one more time? Do you shrink much as an adult? <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Why did I say that? <laughs> I just want people to stick to the script oh. of acceptable small talk. I don't know. I don't know what Next to time. say. Yeah. Next, Next time, time, me neither. Yeah, I know. Here's, here's Just stick weird, to yes or no. Here's a weird thing that I did the other day. <laughs> I was walking along our road to the shops, and up the road, there's there's a couple we know, and they're great. They're really nice people. And if I bump into them with Sarah, she's always super pleased to see them. I like them, but as illustrated in that story that i just told you i'm really bad at knowing what to say to people so i always feel a bit uncomfortable if if we bump into them even though they're super friendly and really good at keeping the conversational ball in the air so as i'm walking along the street i can see that they are in their front yard the front garden and then somebody they know is the other side of their front wall and they're having a bit of a conversation the great thing is their backs are to me. So this person who I don't know who's talking to them is facing me on the street, but their backs are to me, so they don't see me approaching. So I think, okay, I know exactly how to play this. I can carry on walking, and as I walk past, I just turn and uh, wave over my shoulder and say, uh, oh, this looks sociable or, or whatever, which is what I do, and carry on walking, and they sort of wave, and it's all friendly. And um, I carry on my trip to the shops, and I feel that was a great success. I did a mm. smiley interaction, very minimal, and then on my merry way I went. Mm-hmm. As I was at the shop, I had the horrible realisation that I would have to mm. walk back past them. Uh... And sure enough, as I got to the, the street, they were there in their front garden having this conversation still. Um but but I was at such a distance that they couldn't see me. So I thought, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street and pretend to be on the phone. So I got my phone good out one. straight away and then a good 150 metres before I got to where their house is, I, w- I started having the conversation because I didn't want it to sound like a conversation, even though they probably wouldn't hear it across the road or even notice me because of the parked cars. I thought, I don't want it to sound like a conversation that, I'm, that I've made up. That I'm pre- I don't want it to sound like I'm pretending to be on the phone. And I don't want it to sound like it's just starting because I'm passing them. So I was in mm-hmm. the middle of a quite a long conversation by the time I passed them. And then I realised that they were... The, the 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 guy would be looking down the street and maybe they'd look over their shoulders, but I would have no way of knowing. So then I carried on this imaginary conversation all the way back to my house, which oh, wow. is maybe another 100, 150 metres. Oh, gosh. And let me tell you something. 
I think I'm really good at having a pretend, convincing, one-sided conversation. Do you want to reenact any of it for us? Yeah, so I decided it should be a work call. Oh, good. And, yeah. you know, I said I'm doing this Beatles show. Mm-mm. So it was kind of like this. And we were doing an impersonation of it. It was like, yeah. What I do is I leave long gaps because when I see people having conversations on the phone on TV, I think there is no way the person on the other end said all that in that gap. So I leave very long gaps. And then, I, I, you know, after a long gap, I'd say, mm, I mean, maybe, maybe Friday. So I'm going to try and break the back of it, I think, hopefully by the end of today. But then, yeah, go back through it tomorrow hopefully have a first edit done by and it was like this i mean i managed to keep that level of conversation up with an imaginary person for i would say approaching five minutes in total wow that's a long time yeah when i got home i felt slightly resentful at having to come off the phone (laughs) i thought maybe i should just go around the block and keep this going (laughs) anyway uh Enough about me and my social inadequacy. It's time for... Mug Chat with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Annabelle, we've got Mug Chat news to start with, haven't we? Well, I think we do have news. So somebody, Sarah, her name is Sarah, sent with an me H a rather without. beautiful, with an H, rather beautiful mug design. She's an illustrator that she'd whipped up for us. And I thought, maybe we should do these mugs. What do you think? Well, first off, I think Sarah's design is excellent. I really, really like it. I think I saw I saw the design. I thought oh, I quite want that mug. <laughs> yes, yes. But the, the 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 reason why we didn't really think about doing mugs is the amount of your life that doing the pencils and the badges took up in terms of postage and packaging, and that it was untenable doing doing that during lockdown. But you've come up with a pretty good solution to this, haven't you? Well, someone told us about. A red bubble where they basically do all the they do it all for you you just have to send them the designs and they just so i i don't have to because in terms of mugs like i don't i don't have the room for storage i don't have the way of getting them all to the post office like it would be very tricky but they do it all for you they they print them and you could get a lock up i would have to get a lock up this has is your, the has your dad ever had a lock up no, he hasn't. Not that I know of. I'll oh, ask him. No, I don't think so. Right, 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 right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, okay. He's not quite the type. Almost no, the type, no. but not quite. No. Um, so, so I looked at this Redbubble site and I thought, oh, right, yeah, that makes it really easy. So we, like, we maybe could do it. I think we should then. Well, I'm quite up for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from Sarah. No, did she email back? I can't remember now. Anyway. I'll, I'll wait to hear back to get it confirmed that she's happy for that. Mm. And then, yeah, you, you just buy them from this website. It's really, it's so easy. And we do it in such a way that um, we wouldn't be creaming any off the top. No, I do it at, at like cost price. So it just, it would just cost whatever it costs for us to like pay for the mugs. And this isn't you it doing your wheeler deal. This isn't you doing your wheeler deal <laughs> bit, is it? 
No, I haven't mentioned the word pallets once. No. <laughs> it's um, when no, you say I'll do, you co- doing... I'll do it you at cost, mate. <laughs> it did sound a bit bad, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I wouldn't wouldn't have to do anything. I guess yeah, they would just do them like however much they cost. Yeah, well, check Sarah's happy with that, but it'd be great yeah, yeah, to have them out, out in the world. Um, and then yeah, what whatever whatever the lowest price, we're we're not bothered about creaming anything off the top of this. So whatever it costs to have them up on that website, then that's what we'll do. I think it'd be about, I think I look early, it's about like eight to 10 pounds. Does that sound like an okay price for a mug? I think that's I mean, a bit much. Well, it's a, I think you're talking about a luxury. That's, that's cost price. It's a luxury mug, isn't it? Yeah, it is luxury. It's been designed. It might be less. I, I, I was a bit confused by the pricing. It might only be like eight pounds or six. Anyway, like if you went we've to, come to that. If you went to Ikea, for example, um, which is what I mm. call Ikea because I respect the original pronunciation, you could probably get 12 mugs for that. That this is a thing, yeah. But, but would they be adrift mugs? No. No, no. And and uh just for comparison, I don't want to show off or anything, but the you know, I would talk about the the Moomin boat mugs that I really like. Mm. I'm just trying to look up online how much they cost. So it's it's almost painful every time. Yeah, eighteen pounds I pay for that. Oh wow. And it, it pains oh, bargain, some of them then. are twenty two. Oh, there's a nice new one actually. Ooh, that's lovely. The friendship mug. Might have to treat myself to that. <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, so so yeah, like I, I wish they could be a bit cheaper, but actually that's a pretty good price, all considering for a luxury mug. Yeah, lux- exactly, luxury. Good. And I've been assured that they are, because obviously it's got to be a good standard mug, I've been assured that they do do a decent, good size, nice mug. And it's, you know, white on the inside. It's not dark coloured on the inside. Obviously. How many, how many not, centiliters? It's not square. <laughs> I don't know how many centiliters. Okay. Yeah. Was it decilitres? What's that one? Mm. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, news on that next week, hopefully. Yeah. Because if it is, if Sarah's happy and it is as easy as uploading the design, then we could do that really quickly. There's not mm, production yeah, yeah. issues. It's not, you know, whatever went on with uh, pencils. We don't have to get samples. Annabelle doesn't have to fly out to uh, to China to <laughs> visit a factory or anything with a hard hat on. Yeah. No, it's uh, so okay. easy. Okay. News on that next week. Okay. What else then? Oh, right. So this is from Liz, who says, I take favourite mug to the next level. I have been known to hide my morning and evening mugs from my in-laws when they visit because for some reason, my mother-in-law seems to always choose my morning mug for her morning cup of tea. If I've forgotten to hide the mug, I have to race downstairs and grab it in the morning before she gets it. We have never shared words over this, but I'm sure she knows that it's my favourite mug. If I come down in the morning and she's drinking out of it, I almost need to stream. That's my effing mug. Mm-hmm. Please tell me there are other drifters who feel this rage when someone else uses their favourite mug or am yeah. I totally crazy? No, no. no, totally sane. Yeah. I, I can't bear it if someone's using lips. Like no. it drives me insane. When I see Sarah using my Hattie Fattener's mug as if it's just a mug, because to her, there's <laughs> just all these mugs that she doesn't particularly like. And it's just just right. the nearest one to the front of the cupboard, and I feel such yeah. rage when I see her drinking out of it because it has no oh, significance me too. to her. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, this is so normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Liz goes on to say that they, she's in a family of five. There's two adults and three child, three teenage children. Each mug in our house has a name, each mug. And each time we make cuppers for each other, we say, do you want a cup of something? Then if the answer is yes, you say, do you want a big cup or a small cup? 
There are clear big cups and small clubs that have been defined over the years. Then, do you want the Japanese red print or the Japanese blue print? Or do you want the big red spotted one or the big blue one with a weird handle? Or do you want Gabriel's football mug, etc, etc? Everyone knows exactly which mug is referred to by a short description that is used each time for each mug. Amazing. That's so Every mug should have a name. That's so great. I do think that rather than the person having to ask, I think you once you say you sh- you want a drink, maybe you could then just offer up which mug in, and which would make the communication a bit more efficient. But do you think that maybe seems it seems a bit pushy, a bit forward? Someone's offers you a drink and they go, "Yes, please, Abbey Road mug." Oh, I see. Rather than having to be asked, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. would make it a bit easier. Yes, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You, you might want to think point. about that, Liz. Mm. Oh, and also last week we were talking about um, how often it's normal to reuse a mug throughout a day. Oh, yes, and yeah, and I'll use the same mug and glass for a whole day, um, and you have ones for tea, ones for coffee. Pumpkin says, "I'd be interested to know what you think about this." In my household, both residents are on a schedule of a pint-sized hot drink roughly every hour and a half or so. The kettle is really cool. I drink black tea, he drinks black coffee, and we will each use a mug for a week or two between thorough washes. Okay, okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is that I'm not here to judge you. (laughs) <laughs> externally I, I really need to take a, a minute this I, what what is they I mean, did I'm, I'm, photos I'm, I'm, well. when when you describe that i'm thinking mm. of train spotting i mean I, i'm thinking about <laughs> flat from train spotting what is going on there i think every week or two even even by my standards is my my you know if it is it if it's working for you it's working for you if you're like not getting ill, yeah, you're yeah. not getting ill. Wow. Mm. I guess if there's no dairy involved. Yes, then... black tea, black coffee. There is no, you know what? There is no dairy. So what's so going on? So all off? you're it's doing fine. is putting into it is boiling water, which I guess is in a way sterilizing anyway. I mean, yes. y- your lips are, t- there's, there's a lot of saliva going in and out of that mug. Um, Maybe it gets rinsed out, but having seen the photo they sent, I don't think it is. <laughs> Has it got all rings in the bottom? Would you like to have a look? Hang on, let me... Um, <laughs> I'm just going to... Uh, sorry, I'm not as adept with the Adrift email account as an Apunkin, did you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, I'm scroll down. Myself. I'm bracing myself. Oh, is that lime scale? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then the other one, I mean... Like that other one, it looks like I'm looking into an open sewer. <laughs> wow. But actually, like, as I look at... This is confusing to me because the if in the background, the flat looks mm. nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice, clean, lovely. What is going on? And also the rim of the mug doesn't look too dirty. It's the inside, really. Yeah, the flat looks lovely. Oh, I mean... And that floor, that's, that's very nicely hoovered. What's, what's going on here? I don't understand. The only thing I can think of is, have you ever heard of people with very nice cast iron pans? You yeah. never properly wash them because there's something about um, the, the heated, I don't know if it's oil or butter or whatever, means 
that stuff doesn't ever really get the, the heat itself is in some way uh some way cleans them mm. uh and then there's something about the way that flavor is kept in the pan which means the more you use it without washing it the better stuff tastes out of them i wonder if they're applying that principle to these mugs mm. Mm. anyway as you say we're not here to judge externally yeah um and you know if you're happy with it i'm happy with it yeah i'm talking to pumpkin not you no and thank you for sharing it <laughs> Yeah, because it is a judge. I think we said last, it's our own fault. We said last week, this is a, a safe space for any mug related conversation. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin, and they do say, obviously, they do thought, say this sorry, is a photo. They do say this is a photo of the current state of this fortnight's mug due for a scrub this evening. So it really is at the end, end of the of cycle service. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Scrub. Wow. It's getting scrubbed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel as if mm. if that was not that it will be because it is a safe space, but if that was on social media, you'd you'd be it'd be you'd be hounded out of your town. <laughs> you'd become pariahs. If you went round to someone's house, yeah. <laughs> and they made a drink and a mug that was that. I'm going to use the word dirty. Sorry, dirty. Annabelle, that's you, not nice. You, <laughs> that word has judgment in it. We said no judgment. But it is dirty. It is dirty. It's a very neutral word. It's a fact. What they say themselves, the, the current state of this fortnight, it looks like it's got lime scale on what, it. What if you said a mug with that much living history? Oh, okay, I agree. That's better. I feel, And I actually feel guilty About now. A mug okay. who wears its recent past on its sleeve. Oh, you're so much better at this than me. You're so <laughs> right. Yeah. If you got a mug like that, what would you? what would you do? I'd um, I'd 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 fake some kind of seizure, let them call an ambulance, and then just like <laughs> really apologise to the medics for wasting valuable NHS resources. I'd have to get out of there somehow, and it's the the only thing I could think of. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or just take a photo and put it on social media. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah wow, yeah. look, mm. Punkin, I really appreciate you sharing love that it. with us. It's, Thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think. If I come round to your house, I'm, I'm going to bring a flask. <laughs> mug Chan, who you drinking out of Mug Chan? That one's for tea and Mug Chan. Which one's your favourite? Mug Chan, that was a gift, so I'll have it forever. Mug Chan, Mug Chan, Mug Chan, with Annabelle and Jeff. Send us your mug chat, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay, Annabelle, Quandary Corner. Yes, the first one is from Mighty Dame Cassandra from Romania. Frequently, I'm in the car with my boss and one or two colleagues driving for six to eight hours. With COVID situation, we are reluctant to stop and eat in restaurants. First question, what is acceptable food to eat in the car, please? I'm worried about smell and noise. Once my driving colleague brought in a pack of chips with an awful onion smell. My stomach hated it. I tried desperately to breathe as little as possible. Second question, how should I present colleagues with the new eating protocol? Oh, this is perhaps the most difficult one we've had in a long time. 
I think if it's you, like, if you and Tom went somewhere in the car, it's a completely different set of rules. Um, but in this situation, colleagues, yeah, I think it has to be re- like sandwiches from, say, the services that have been refrigerated to the point of neither tasting nor smelling of anything. Mm-hmm. Do you not think if you get a sandwich in a train station or an airport or the services on a motorway, that's that's the whole deal. They don't taste of anything. It's enough to give you yeah, some yeah. fuel for your body. But the whole point of them being re- refrigerated is is to do with odour. I think that the rule should be that you're only allowed to have hot food if everyone's having hot food. Yes, they can't. One person can't have hot food if everyone else is having cold food because the smell is going to be worse. And then, in terms of cold food, there are some big no-nos: onion, egg, fish. Yeah. Strong oh god! Cheeses. I mean, I know it's not a car, but do you remember strong cheeses? It's just something I know. There, there was something in that that suggests somebody having a luxury cheese board on their knee <laughs> on a car journey. <laughs> Which I really like. But do you remember we had a newsreader who would, I don't know what she was getting up to with fish, but it really smelled like she brought in a can of, uh, a tin of cat food every day. Oh, yeah. She was a big fish eater, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 But, and yet I, I didn't consider anybody else's uh, feelings. For example, when it was National Curry Week and we would have a procession of Indian restaurateurs come in and let us sample their wares. So I understand there's a, a double standard there. But yeah, so so you're saying if it's a hot, if it's hot, if there's consensus that you're all having hot food, um, then yeah. you, that's the only time. Not, not one person can't unilaterally decide to bring in hot food, uh, mm-hmm. and, and even if it hot food is introduced into the mix there there are certain no-go areas yeah okay. but so the second question is the bigger question actually is how should i present colleagues with the new eating protocol like how does she i mean what are you think in spreadsheet like what you know what's going on mm, it's very difficult it's very difficult to broach in advance um like the only way I, I would usually handle something like this would be by passive aggressively winding the window right down, even if it was mm. 15 degrees minus outside. Mm. You could do something along the lines of, oh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how it's a really good idea to have rules about food in cars. And the one these are what they suggested. Is that you think that's a way of doing it? What you need to be is some kind of eminence grease to the to the to the loud person in the group right. yeah like whispering in their ear like oh. sort of s- s- you know just seed it in co- into conversation with them mm. and then you know they're obviously the alpha in the group and then they'll just broach yeah. it that's good yeah, isn't yeah it? that's the way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so you're gonna be Target a shadowy shadowy puppet master type figure yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay let's move on to the next one which is from richard i have a little quandary of something which happened earlier today as with many what with the whole pandemic drama i've been working at home since last march without any office chats and companionship i can get a little bored working from home so i frequently find myself watching the street below from my desk side window to see the comings and goings of suburban life Earlier today, a delivery driver tried to deliver to number 15, but everyone was out. It appeared that the driver wrote a note and posted it through their door with the aim of leaving it with number 17. However, 
Number 17 then refused to take in their parcel. In the end, the delivery driver ended up leaving it underneath number 15's bin, but didn't write a new note confirming its location. Now, later that afternoon, one of number 15 popped around to number 17. She must have seen a note telling them it had been left with number 17, whilst number (gasps) 17 didn't know its whereabouts after refusing to look after it. That meant that only I knew where the parcel was. <laughs> like James Hearing Stewart their in conversation from here. my desk. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Should I open my window and shout out to them? I was a little worried that I would come across as a busybody neighbour spying on the street and eavesdropping on their conversation. And I couldn't think of a way of phrasing this, which made me seem like a normal person. In the end, I felt paralysed in the moment and didn't say anything. But I also feel a little guilty that I didn't intervene. I'm hoping that they notice the parcel soon enough. What should I have done? You don't want to be seen to be a nosy neighbour, do you? I mean, no. you know, that's, that'd be terrible. No. I mean, as is often, uh, I think we've used this answer quite often in the past, like making one of those letters where you cut letters out of newspapers. <laughs> it's underneath the bin. Yeah. That's so weird. If you got caught doing that, <gasps> you'd look 10 times. No, yeah. I say a thousand times stranger than what if you should... just said, oh, I'd have to be looking out the window earlier and I saw what went on. So I'm not on WhatsApp, so I've got no sense of this. How common are these neighbourhood WhatsApp groups where you're in a group with people on your street? Yeah, they seem to... I hear about them more and more. I'm I'm one with my direct neighbours, the ones with children the same age, but no one else. But I have... People seem to be talking about it more and more, these street WhatsApps, don't they? Is there one on your street? There is, but I don't have WhatsApp, and even if I did, I wouldn't be in it. Is Sarah in it? No, and I, I think she... Much like me, so she's far more functional than I am in in so many ways. I think she would be annoyed about being in the WhatsApp group. She's got to be. In, she's in a, the parents one for our school, for example. Um, mm. And I think she can both simultaneously. She's she's not a joiner in her. I think sometimes she replies to people privately to look like a hero rather than join in with a group chat. Mm. Um, and she enjoys sort of the drama unfolding and all unfolding and all the passive aggressive behavior and the weirdness of people but it's more of a spectator at the same right. time i think the amount of notifications she gets on her phone drives her insane right. um so i'm not sure that she could cope with being in another whatsapp group but i think okay. she would also like me be somewhat offended that she hadn't been asked to join it even though she wouldn't yes. want to be in it yes it's yes, like when yes. someone has a party and doesn't invite you even though you the first thing you do if they invite you to a party is trying to think how can i get out of going to this party what's my excuse mm-hmm. going to be so um all that being said what the reason i asked was could you do a message to the the street whatsapp group saying Oh, just heads up, we had an awful time with uh, an Amazon courier today or with a courier today where they said a parcel had been delivered. We couldn't find it anyway, uh, couldn't find it anywhere. And then it turned up in our bins. I think they're now leaving parcels under bins. Uh, Do you see? So you make it about you, but that then would prompt these people to go out and look under the bin. 
And it doesn't look like you've been a nosy neighbor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You make it about you. And if you're not in a group WhatsApp, you could just um, maybe write it on a poster and stick it to a tree. <laughs> so that's what they would have done before that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Send us your quandary, please, for Quandary Corner. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Please do join in if you have anything for Mug Chat. Mug Chat will thrive, but only if you tell us about your experiences with mugs. I'm a little bit worried that we were too judgmental with uh, Punkin and, and it's mm. going to put off people sh- from sharing their mug idiosyncrasies. So do, do you want to apologise? I feel you were particularly harsh. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I was. Can I've you got prom- many... I'm, got, I'm really full of regret about it all. Can you promise um, you won't do that again in the future? I'll never do it again. Yeah. And um, I love the fact that you shared it, and it makes me feel better about my mum. <laughs> what about? I've, I've got an idea. Like, so in a, this would be like passing the pipe of peace. What about mm. if you vow, when all COVID restrictions are lifted, that you go over to Punkin's home no, at no, the end of a two-week no, mug cycle no. and, uh, and, and drink out of that mug that they sent us a picture of? What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to confess about the time when I didn't wash my duvet cover for six months. There we go. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw that mug. <laughs> so it's one of Annabelle's kindred, a kindred spirit here for Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, so yeah, mug, ch- mug chat please and stories of your social ineptitude. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Um, sorry again for the episode being late this week. I, I hope my uh, excuse is, is good enough for you. Um, thanks to the man in the echo for the backing music, to Emily Harrison for the incidental music, Carla Gowlett for the photos, Kim Rainey for the artwork. Oh, don't forget, if you are around on Sunday morning and you want some joy in your life, because that's what I'm going to be doing, spreading joy, uh, which is, if you boil it down, that's what the Beatles did to the world. That's what the, what they gave to the world, what they did. Um, it's going to be on Union Jack Radio, which is on DAB Digital Radio across the UK, um, and I guess on the internet everywhere else. And there's a, there's a Jack Radio as well that it's going to be on. So you can find it on there. That's going to be Sunday mornings, 10 till midday for the next 12 weeks. And um, I'll finish this week, of course, completely predictably, um, by saying (laughs) do you shriek much as an adult Right, this comes from Pippi, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. I'd like to request a podication for the lovely members of the Adrift Facebook group. I, I really, uh, I, uh, I, I don't go in the group, but I really love that the group exists. And I just know from the people who are in there, it's just full of some of the the loveliest people and you know the the legends of drifting as well and uh some of the people who've written into the podcast over the years some real uh top notch drifters 
in there and it makes me really happy that is a community that exists because of but completely separately to the podcast uh and actually just like today when the episode came out late uh just it's nice to be so james james jameson who is uh, a long time drifter and radio show listener before that got in touch with twi- on twitter just to ask if everyone is all right our end because we tend not to release episodes late we tend to be somewhat punctual and it's just 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 lovely just lovely to know that um at least some of those people are waiting for it to arrive in their podcast app every week. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love that those conversations go on and have a life of their own outside the podcast. So um, Pippi says, I don't know if it's the norm to submit a request for a group of people that I've never met before and most of whom's names and faces I will never be able to remember, but for a group of socially awkward adults who inhabit a small patch of Facebook sharing fleeting but haunting instances of drift to daily life, they bring me an immense feeling of community and camaraderie. That's so lovely. Mm. Uh, so I'd like to ask for a dedication to all of the people who have shared fragments of their own awkward encounters, internet memes that sum up the Drifter experience better than I ever could, and also to those most golden of people, the people who like and thumbs up the comments that I occasionally post. Finally, of course, to the admins of the group, and also, talk about a legend, here's a legend, uh, Joseph Gorsi, whose Friday questions bring pockets of joy to my humdrum life and are a great distraction from work. Oh, now he has done a wonderful Mug Chat logo. And I keep saying I'm going to do this. I haven't done it yet, but I was thinking about doing a collage of everyone's favourite mugs for the Facebook page. That's great. And I could include pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd ask permission first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to publicly shame pumpkin after what we've already been through on the podcast today. No, I know. Um, But yeah, I keep meaning to do that. Joseph made for the first, I don't know, loads, 100 and odd, I don't know how many episodes. When you downloaded the podcast, there were three illustrations that I used to put on each episode uh, in rotation. And Joseph made them and they were great. And then they were on my old computer, which died, which also had all the Adrift jingles on it. And I can't quite figure out how to rescue them from the hard drive. Although knowing Joseph, he's such a great person. I I could and should have just emailed him and said, oh, can you send those files again to me? Why I haven't, mm. I don't quite know. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, that's good. Well, well, we'll definitely do that. We yeah. do neg- we neglect that Facebook page a bit. I know, I know. We've got busy lives, haven't we? We've both got busy lives, mm. you and I. I mean, not really, but um, Pippi adds as a footnote. I'd like to add that on occasion I have posted to the Facebook group and had immediate remorse. So I'd like to say thank you to the people who dutifully followed the port protocol when I've become overwhelmed by my own embarrassment and deleted said Facebook comment. Please could this podication be extended to them also? Of course, but you don't, you know, you're a drifter, so that's how you're going to feel. But I am sure, especially in that group, it's completely unnecessary to feel like that. Yeah. Pippi adds, P.S. Jeff, if you recognise my name, which matches your dearest childhood hamster. Pippi, it's actually my adulthood hamster. Mm. Pippi, the hamster I had in my 30s. Does that sound about right, Annabelle? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, It's because I've been in touch a few times over the years. I I, I know that we've had correspondence from Pippi before now because it is a memorable name, both because of the hamster connection and the reason the hamster was called Pippi was because of my love of the Pippi Longstocking books, um, 
Pipians, I've listened to you both for a long time since Pete and Jeff days. I've had a few podications in my time also, including one about four years ago to my then boyfriend, Greg. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you're rid of that loser. Oh, she says, <laughs> well, as an update, we've been happily married for two years. I should read ahead. <laughs> I wonder if it's the Greg from the Potato Salad Factory. <laughs> can, can I just say that was deliberate? I think it was hammy enough for people to know that yeah. it was deliberate. Okay. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Well, as an update, we've been happily married for two years now and have settled just outside Stockport in the bit where the peaks begin. I need more information, please. What, what are you talking about here? Are you talking about uh, Marple Bridge, Mellor? Um, where, where? Where, 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 Disley? Are you talking about Disley? Is that a, I need to get a map of Stockport up. My my best friend Chris grew up in Romilly. Let me uh, let me have a look here. Can I just say I don't know if this is common to everyone or not. I have terrible, terrible anxiety about using the phrase "best friend." Right. Yeah, because you probably got more than one, haven't you? Like, so in in some respects, you're my best friend. Thank you. I've been waiting for you to say it. No, but no, it's just it's true. It's true. Um, one of one of them. One yeah, of but but like you, I am as close to you as I am to anybody. Mm. And then my friend Susie is my best friend, and and um, I think she can feel a bit competitive about it and not like it if I describe somebody else as being my best friend. So if I say it on social media or on the podcast, then I think, <gasps> what if Susie would hear it? But I don't think she she listens to this. So I think we're in the clear. Mm. And then in another respect, my my friend dave is my best friend whose birthday it was yesterday and who was best man at my wedding and then in another respect my sort of oldest friend from manchester chris is my best friend and i i feel that i could quite legitimately describe any of those people or my other friend chris in a way as, as my best friend um so then i think well it's a stupid phrase to use because best implies an ultimate you have mm, to pick one. a friend yeah, yeah. um so every time I say it, it feels slightly uncomfortable. Better friend? They're no, my better no. friend? Yeah, 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 I don't know. One of my best friends, then I don't know. It's it's a, it's a difficult one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think if I found out I'd got a week to live, I think I know the order I would call those people in. You don't, you don't need to say, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not last. <laughs> great um yeah okay so yeah it could be on the right track there with my romilly or marple bridge but then as you get a bit sort of higher up past hyde i don't know that part of the world so much but i wonder if you're getting more in the yeah more into the moors up there new mills of course shall i stop annabelle this is boring to yes. you yes yeah i'm starting What's to look at my up? phone if I'm okay, honest. okay okay mm. um Right, yeah, but more information, please. I need to get back to the publication, don't I? A um, little bit about peaks begin. Unfortunately, I missed your live show as I was away when you both decided to visit Hebden Bridge. But if you decide to visit again, I'll be there with bells on. Oh, That's I great. love bells. Yeah. Well, I do. I loved that show, but um, I was quite disappointed by how few people turned up with bells on. No one turned up with a bell on. No, no. Mm-hmm. She says... Incidentally, I also like to take the front seat of the tram in Manchester on my way to work and often enjoy watching the tram drivers eat their snacks and wave at each other as they drive by. Yeah, it's so lovely. Um, Pippi, great to have you still with us. I'm so pleased that you finally made an honest man of Greg. Um, 
I knew you were just destined to be. The first time I heard those two names, I thought there are two names of people who belong together. Just out of interest, Annabelle, how long you've been sitting on that one? Because I noticed it's not got a date on it. A year. But, but I, I did warn her straight away that it was going to be a long time. And are you going to then also send her a message saying, Pippi, we just done it? Yeah. When I say this, do, do you just think, do it yourself? Like, stop no, creating no, no. admin no, for no. me? No, no, no. It's my job. I don't always do it straight away, though. So I'll do it while you're talking so I don't forget. And of the ones that we've where this has come up recently, where we're reading out publications which have been in the inbox for over a year. Yes, yes. What proportion of people reply and say, oh, don't worry, I'm still listening, versus ones who you never hear from or who say, well, actually, I have stopped listening? 100% still listening. That's amazing yeah, to me. Yeah. That is incredible. So yeah, yeah, so good. All right. Well, uh, Pippi, thank you. And that's the latest edition of the podcast. It's dedicated to everyone in the Adrift Facebook group, um, which if you're not in, look it up. Uh, as, as I say, I, I, I don't go in it because I think um, madness lies that way for me. I try not to um, look at things involving my work on the internet. I've had some bad experiences in the past. I've had some lovely experiences in the past, but unfortunately it's the bad ones that stay with you. So, um, but I've, I'm really happy that it exists. Uh, oh yeah, listen, at you go there. Can you hear me do it? Are you touch typing? Yeah, I do touch type. Yeah. Very heavy handed on know, those keys. Yeah. When we used to do the breakfast show, I, I'm not good first thing in the morning. I had to sit like, Literally at the other end of the building from you because of the volume at which you typed. You never told me that before. Yeah, I had to turn all the music off. I couldn't. I can't have the distraction of music that time in the morning. And just this is why I could never work in an open plan office. I just can't concentrate with that with with noise. Whereas weirdly, I can co- concentrate in a in a in a cafe. That's more white noise. That's interesting because Tom has complained before about how heavy I type, and I've, I've, I'm only just realizing now that it's an issue. Oh yeah, right. so you sound like a gorilla. Oh. Why are you never told? No, I'm going to have to go to lessons. I've been lessons waiting since uh, <laughs> 2003. I think it first occurred. Maybe earlier. <laughs> maybe when we we're filling in on a breakfast show before that. Right. But I've just been waiting, biding my time, waiting for the perfect moment. Right. Well, here you go. This is yeah, it. Yeah. Thank, okay. thank, thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying, but thank you. Emailing in Pippi, uh, podication for all the Facebook group. And if you. Annabelle, I can't think. Can I just finish saying what I'm saying? Uh, And if you'd like a podcast email, hello at adriftpodcast.com. There you go. Type away. Okay, thanks. Send. Right. Stop. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.